everybody. This is Jeannie Cisco Meth, and I recently had the privilege of being on Robert Sharp's radio show, and it was just a phenomenal interview. The Lord inspired me in amazing ways, and so I decided to go ahead and share that with you today. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to ByteRadio.me's Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit www.byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show with your host, Robert Sharp. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Jeannie Cisco meth and we will be talking about bully-proofing you, improving confidence and personal value from the inside out. As a longtime educator and parent, Jeannie Cisco meth has dealt with bullying situations over and over, and in this easy-to-understand guide, she shares her very best secrets for bully-proofing your life. Everyone can find valuable words of wisdom in this book, including a straight, straightforward step-by-step plan for bully-proofing you. You'll learn about improving your self-esteem, how to prevent being bullied, and understanding why people bully, and even how to stop another person from being bullied. For more information, you can visit Jeannie's website, which is JeannieCiscoMeth.com, and that's J-E-A-N-I-E-C-I-S-C-O-M-E-T-H.com. And so with that, I'd like to welcome Jeannie to the show. Good day, Jeannie. Thank you so much, Robert. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And, you know, this is such an important topic. I mean, that you know, we're seeing, um, you know, the, the topic in the news, Every day, you know, so it's um, it's something that uh, is rampant, and, and we really need to be informed. So, I, I usually like to have my guests kind of give a little bit of a background um, about their journey and, and how they got to uh, dealing with the topic they are. So, would you mind sharing a little bit about your journey and, and how it is that um, you came to be so interested in the topic of bullying? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. And my, when I was younger, I had quite a few learning disabilities. And so they told me in elementary school that I was too stupid. I would never make it through school. And, you know, for them to say that, a lot of people, when I let people know, they're like, oh, you poor thing. And I'm like, no. As I look back on it now, it was the perfect thing because it, when I hit junior high, it, it kind of ticked me off. <laughs> and I was like, you don't decide, I decide. And so I had um, dyslexia. A lot of people know what that is now, but I also had auditory dyslexia. And because of not being able to hear things properly, not being able to see things properly because I was legally blind plus dyslexia, I had quite a few challenges. And because of that, I got teased quite a bit. I got bullied quite a bit. And that helped lead me to my first profession, which was an educator. I taught high school for 17 years and developed the program, Bully Proofing You, while I was an educator and just absolutely loved. In 2012, I transitioned to the stage, but now I get to travel all over helping people and and improving lives, and that's what it's all about. I absolutely love what I do. Wow. Yeah. You know, the the, high, the the school years, you know, seem to be uh, ripe territory for, for bullying. And, and it seems that um, parents uh, sometimes don't um, are, are kind of in the dark about um, their ch- children and, and the topic, whether their child is the subject or even the bullier, you know, sometimes that they're, you know, in the dark about that. So what would you say, um, for, you know, for parents listening, what are some um, signs for them to kind of 
be aware of or to be on the lookout for, um, you know, whether uh, a bully. What are some signs, you know, that bullying may be occurring, either their, their child being the subject of or even being a bully? Yeah. So many, many times people, parents especially, even teachers, we do a lot of trainings for teachers and businesses as well, they miss the warning signs because they're not looking for them. They're not educated about them. And so often the focus is on the external bully and, you know, what people are saying to their child or what their child is saying to other people. That is not the most devastating bully. The most devastating bully is the one that lives right between our own ears, the internal dialogue that we have with ourselves. And the way that you can pick that up is if you listen to your child's or your student's language. You know, listen for the way they talk about themselves. Listen for the way they talk about other people. Many times parents and and people in general are so caught up in their own internal bully, their own internal language, that they miss it in their children. And so one of the exercises that I tell my participants at my events to do is, you know, a lot of times I'm a woman, and so when I walk by a mirror or a window or something that can reflect me, I, I immediately, and many people do this, start going, oh, my hair's a mess, you know, oh, my shirt's not tucked in, you know, whatever. And so I encourage people to do the exact opposite. And I remember very specifically one morning walking out into the living room, and my hair was a mess. I did it specifically. I didn't brush my hair or anything before I went out. And I paused in the mirror in the living room, and I'm like, whoa, check out this hair. I worked on this all night long. This is beautiful. <laughs> and so I started talking uplifting things, even though I was a mess. Whereas most people say, oh my gosh, my hair is a mess. I look a mess. I don't have any makeup on. You know, I got a mustard spot on my tie, whatever it is. I invite you to start listening to what your children say because they're going to say the same things you do. And so if you improve your language, they can improve theirs. Wow. You know, that's I, I hadn't really thought of the idea of that internal bully, <laughs> you know, of, of what we you know, do it ourselves. And, and you know, you're, you're so right that we, you know, there is that uh, critical um, voice that just, uh, seems to, you know, delight in, in tearing us down or, you know, being that bully. And, and uh, um, you know, I can see where, you know, it's important to really start with yourself, you know, as far as. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Kids yeah. are then, great at learning. Well, people are in general, right? We learn by modeling other people. And so if a, if a parent, if their child is being bullied, you know, usually it's because they, you know, if their their child is bullying, it's because they're being bullied at home. That's usually why the parents don't see their child becoming a bully. It's because they're teaching their child how to behave, or someone is. Someone close to that child is teaching them. I don't want to say it's always the parents, because that's not always the case. But that child is learning that behavior somewhere. And so I invite people to look at it with a little bit of a different perspective, and that is hurt people hurt people. Mm. Hurt yeah. people hurt people. And so if somebody says something negative to me or detrimental to me, it's because they are hurting. But if I can look at it and go, wow, that person's in a lot of pain, and then I can choose whether I want to help them or not. My book, my best-selling book, Bully Proofing You, starts with a quote from Viktor Frankl that says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space lies our power to choose. And in our choice lies our growth and our freedom. And that's the basis upon which my program is built, that response to what someone says to me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes Perfect sense. Uh, so, if, if there's a parent out there right now who um, is um, confronting bullying behavior, um, would then would you suggest that the, the first place to start is 
with themselves and, and to, to do that internal inventory and see where maybe you know they are doing you know their their that mental talk you know is bullying within and then um how that um is projected outward you know with their words you know that they use um and, and choose not only with their children but with other people as well yeah, absolutely. And what I do with my mentoring clients is I advise them to carry a little notebook, just a little pocket notebook. Or you can, if you don't want to carry that, a lot of people don't like carry pens and paper anymore, right? It's all on our phones. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's an app called Sticky Notes, and you can pull up a sticky note. And then set it, set in a, an alarm or remind yourself uh, throughout the day. I used to do it on the hour, every hour, because I had a watch that would chime. And then I would just quickly write a little note about what thought was I thinking in that moment and they've actually done quite a few studies on this now you can find um, statistics and studies from from quite a few different universities and and Harvard and and specifically and they did a study and they found out that on average a person has about 60,000 thoughts in a day of which 80% are negative Wow. And yeah, I mean that's whoa, what 80% of my <laughs> thoughts are negative? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, and I'll give my my clients this assignment, I'll say go do this. They're like, "Oh, I'm I'm a pretty positive person. I think I'm pretty positive." I'm like, "Just do it. Collect data. Don't judge." And they they come back and like, "Oh my goodness, I had no idea." I had no my no idea. I was complaining and blaming and you know pointing fingers and at myself as well as others. So it's a really eye opening exercise, and I highly recommend that everybody do that. Yeah, that's uh, you know I I'm I put myself in that generally positive category too. But but um, you know I I have I had some of the the best negativity training growing up. <laughs> you know. That uh, that still to this day, you know, continues to um, you know come you know come into my thoughts quite often, and, and that I have to yeah. uh, fight it, fight it back and say, wait a minute, you know, that that's that's not right. <laughs> um, switch yeah. That up a little. Yeah, I call it taming the bully or taking out the trash, <laughs> right? Um, you know, uh-huh. think about, and I just swipe my hand over my forehead and pull it away from me and drop it. And I'm like, okay, stop, or um, I'll take out the trash, and I'll just wipe my hand across my forehead, pull it away from me, and drop it. And in my mind, that is me stopping that bully, changing that. Because, you know, we've all forgotten to take out the trash, right? (laughs) It happens from time to time. And you'll go to take out the trash the next day or whatever, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that stinks. Well, the same thing (laughs) is happening in your mind. If you're not getting rid of the negative voices, if you're not taming that bully, your brain gets stinky. (laughs) Yep, I I understand that clearly. And I think that's a a great... um, way to visualize you know exactly the effect you know those those negative thoughts can have um so now let's i kind of want to deal with this in in several different ways you know first of all with the with with children we've been talking about no well we've been talking about self but um and I, I guess uh you know the best way to recognize that uh that bullying the self-bullying, you know, is you know, like you said, that that internal talk, but also the words we use. And and now, when we're dealing with people in general, be it in the workplace, relatives, friends, um, do do you do you feel that it's um, that the bullying can exist in all of those environments? Oh, yes, absolutely. Bullying is not just on the playground anymore. It's everywhere. It's everywhere because there are hurt people everywhere. And we are becoming more and more isolated. We are becoming more and more insulated by the boxes that we put around us. And we don't reach out to people. 
And in the process of isolating ourselves, we become less and less attuned to feelings and energies and emotions that are going on around us, which means that we are not very good communicators. And so what happens is misunderstandings and miscommunications happen all the time. And instead of taking a moment and stopping and going, okay, what did you mean by that? So in in my family, we will say, what I heard you say was. So the other day I'd said something to my son and he was like, mom, what I heard you say was, and I'm like, no, Max, no, that's not what I meant at all. This is what I meant. Oh, okay. (laughs) But so many people don't take the time to clarify what is being communicated and filters get in the way. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about, you know, in, in today's society, we have, uh, you know, we have social media, we have those kinds of connections, but they're, uh, in many ways, um, it's, uh, even though we're connected, we're not connected. You know, it, it, we don't. Right. Know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in cases, in some cases like Twitter, where you can be virtually anonymous, um, you, I mean, it seems to be a uh, set up perfectly for the bully to be able to thrive in that environment. Right, yes, because there is, so I was in the military. I spent time in the Army, and the Army is very good at dehumanizing the enemy. Why? Because there is a, I truly believe there is a built-in safety mechanism in each and every one of us. And that safety mechanism is we will not hurt another human. And now first say, wait a minute, there's, there's violence all the time. Yeah, but it's not against a mother. It's not against a sister. It's against an object. And we objectify people by calling them names and labeling them in inappropriate ways. If we were to look at the person standing in front of us as a mother, a sister, a father, a brother, another human being, we would not hurt them. But when we label them as stupid or incompetent or lazy or a jerk, I can hurt that that because that's not a person anymore. And so as we get more and more involved in social media, we lose more and more of our human parts. And so my my mission is to help people reconnect on a heart level so that they can start the healing. Because just like hurt people hurt people, healed people heal people. And if we can start that healing, that connection, we will end bullying and abuse. Yeah, you know, the, um, and I agree with that, you know, healing heals. And, I mean, healing self, you know, heals, heals others as well. So when it comes time to um, confronting bullies, okay, let's say that you are the recipient or the object of bullying. Yeah. Um, and then we're talking about adults right now, and then we'll get into the kids a little bit later. But, you know, as, as an adult, um, what are some tips or ideas on how to to best deal with that, cope with that, or, or manage that? Beautiful, beautiful question. And the last part of my Bully Proofing You book, the last three chapters are totally dealing with this, planned responses. And it's actually the same for a teen or a middle schooler or a younger kid as it is for an adult, and that is ask a question. When somebody is bullying you or, you know, starting to try and intimidate you, you ask a question. And the question could be, what time is it? The question could be, you know, hey, what's your favorite color? The question could be, you know, what time's dinner? But what it does is when people are bullying, they're not thinking. They're not processing information. They're totally in reaction stage. And we are trained from a very young age to answer questions. And so when I ask a question, it stops the person from reacting and causes them to act in that they have to think about what they're going to do. And so as you ask that question, it causes them to stop reacting and act. 
And because you ask an appropriate question, it can cause them, it's, it's kind of like a part of NLP, you know, neuro-linguistic programming, where it's an interrupt, it's a pattern interrupt for them as they're trying to bully you. Hmm. Okay, so, um, so basically, and it can be any question, but it, it's just basically to just change the dynamic from you know, to to being one of of, um, of them just not thinking for basically putting it back on them to kind of stop and and shift their actions or their or their yeah words. it can't be a question that could be automatic like why are you bullying me that's not okay. thinking that's reaction okay. still so it's got to be one that causes them to think or process information differently and in my book i go through it step by step you see when emotion is high intelligence is low and so when somebody is getting bullied that causes their emotions to go up your heart rate goes up your respiration goes up right and you get nervous and you can't think and so the book walks you through steps on how to still manage your emotions so that you can still think and process information. So have you ever, has somebody said something to you and then like two hours later, you know, the perfect comeback? <laughs> often. <laughs> right? Often. Yeah. That's because uh, in the moment that emotion is high and your brain shuts off. Then once the emotion dissipates, your brain's like, oh, I got it. I know what I can say. <laughs> And so the last part of the book walks you through how to train yourself to do that appropriately. Okay. Well, that's that's great. So for basically, you know, if you um you or your kids are the on the receiving end, um so obviously it, it usually happens Consistent. I mean, it, it's not a one-time thing usually. I mean, usually bullying is a repetitive kind of um, activity. Uh, so would, knowing or anticipating, you know, a bully, uh, maybe have those questions prepared ahead of time so that it, um, so that you can kind of disarm quickly. I mean, you know, because yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're in emotional too, then it's. But you have those prepared, then then it's. I would think easier to be able to respond, you know, without that emotion behind. Yes, correct. So all through my book, you're going to see a pyramid, and there's three layers to the pyramid, and then there's an arrow running up and down the side, a double-ended arrow, and the foundation of the pyramid is personal value, belief in self. When I believe in myself, it doesn't matter what someone else says to me. And and I build that self that self-worth, that personal value by making a decision and then taking action. And so the first part of the book dives deep into personal value and how to build it, how to make that decision. The problem comes when we allow other people to decide who we are through their comments and and negative input. The second part is perspective. And we touched on that a little bit earlier about how hurt people hurt people. And so if I can remember that the bullying is not about me, it's about the bully and their pain, then, you know, and I can shift that perspective and take it off of me and put it onto him, then I'm more likely to help and heal that other person. And then the very top of the pyramid is planned responses. And that's exactly what we're talking about now. I practice so that I can, so one of my sayings is I practice in private so I can get paid in public. And that fits okay. here as well. I practice those one-liners. I practice those questions. I practice responding with ease and grace and unemotionally so that when I'm in those tense situations, I'm still able to think and process information. And then the arrow running up and down the side says practice, 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 because you can always get better at all three of those. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, well, 
Uh, we're about halfway through the show. I want to take just a quick break, and I do want to invite listeners, if you would like to call in and ask any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to type them in. And, and then when we come back, Jeannie, I want to explore a little bit deeper um, the base of that pyramid, that personal value aspect, and, and how different things that we can do to um, strengthen that, okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great. Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, www.byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,200 shows we have had over the past seven years. Also on the site are links to the products and services we provide, books, greeting cards, photography, and a wellness store. Our show is available as a free podcast on iTunes, and you can subscribe for free at the iTunes Store, or even quicker, there is a link on our website homepage. We are also on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, www.byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. And, and again, in addition to iTunes, uh, the podcast is available for free subscription at TuneIn iHeartRadio and um, let's see, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, and there's another one back in this case right now. We're everywhere. But anyway, go on to the homepage. We have links for you to join us there. So, again, today, my very special guest is Jeannie Cisco Meth, and we're talking about uh, her book, Bully Proofing You Improving Confidence and Personal Value from the Inside Out. Um, and again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is geniesiscometh.com, and that's J E A N I E C I S C O M E T H.com. Uh, and with that, we're back, Jeannie. Hello again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so, um, Okay, let's start with that, you know that personal value. Look, look a little bit closer at that. You know, one of the things that um, I would think is if one has a strong sense of worth, that you know it would be easier to stand up to or confront a bully. So, um, for for the individual who's experiencing bullying. What are some things like? Like I think you were talking about, you know, walking by a window or mirror, and you see, you know, and you talk about how wonderful you look, and you know, you you may think you look like a mess, but you just tell yourself you're, you're wonderful, and you know, so you can really kind of switch it up as far as you know that self-esteem and so forth. What are what are some other ways um, individuals can? strengthen that that sense of worth um, or value? Perfect question. So what I recommend people do is start to look at the greatness of who they are. One of my declarations, affirmations, whatever you call them, I want to call it a declaration because I'm declaring who I am. One of my declarations is I am great and I'm getting better every day. The reason I say things like that is because it leads me to where I want to go. I want to love myself. We actually have T-shirts made that say, I love my life. And it starts with, I remember when my mentor suggested I say that to myself. And I was like, I hate my life. (laughs) And he's like, just start saying it. So every morning I would wake up and I would say, I love myself, right? I'd have the shivers and 
And then I'd say, I love my life. It was hard for me to say it when I started. Now I say, I love my life. I say, I love myself. I'm great and I'm getting better. All of those things without the heebie-jeebies after. But it took me a while to reprogram my brain. And it could be the same for those who are listening right now. So just because you say, I love myself, and it feels weird, keep doing it. Keep doing it. You've made the decision to not like yourself. Now make the decision to like yourself. And I know some people may be saying, but that's egotistical. No, it's not (laughs) egotistical. Yeah, well, you know, um, it was interesting. Yesterday, I, you know, I usually like to put little quotes and of like, inspiration in my nature pictures on on Facebook. And yesterday, I mean, it, it was um, from Shinru Suzuki. Everything is perfect, and there's always room for improvement. So, I mean, it, it yeah. seems that you know that when you come from the standpoint that you are perfect as you are, and you're getting better every day. That um, yes. then it becomes um, then you, then you 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 switch away from the you know um, I am perfect. You recognize that even though you are perfect as you are right as you are right now, you know. But you can all always get better. I mean, you know, improve on that perfection. So you know, I mean, for those who come back with the egotistical kind of, you know, that's egotistical. I mean, if you, you come back and say that, you know, recognize that perf- that perfection in you and it's getting better, you recognize that, you know, there's always room for improvement. Um, and, you know, I mean, because I think that it, there's a that tendency that um, if someone says that I am perfect, that it's um, – like there is absolutely uh, no room for improvement. That I am, I am, I am where it's at, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah. we all recognize that we have areas that we can improve on, you know. That that for you know living our life fuller and happier, you know, there are things that we can do better, choices that we can make, better choices. So I think in that sense, you know, we're we're um, allowing our mind to um, embrace who we are and also embrace the fact that we know we can do better. Yeah, absolutely. I was doing a Facebook Live the other day, and I was talking about how many times you have to go through failure to get to success. People think that oh I'm I'm you know I'm going to be this huge success and they go out and they try it a few times and they're not and they give up. That's wrong. Pra- you know you you have to practice. Remember earlier I said I practice in private so I can get paid in public. It's the same thing. Whatever you want to create, you absolutely can create it. It's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take a lot of practice. It's going to take a lot of focus, and you can get there. If you do those things, I used to coach men's basketball, and the first time somebody would try to shoot a free throw, they wouldn't make it. But they would step on the court thinking that they're going to be the next, you know, I I think of the Jazz because I'm in Utah, so Carl Malone, John Stockton, I know that they have all retired now. <laughs> you know, whoever whoever you want to say, Colby Bryant, you know, there's, there's so many players, but it they didn't get to be there without thousands of hours of practice beforehand. So right. practice loving yourself. Practice doing the things that you want to do. Practice being nice to yourself. Practice being nice to others. Yeah. Okay, so in you know, in today's world we have some um prominent um People in you know, that either be in, in entertainment, politics, sports, that exhibit um, behaviors that would be considered bullying. So, how is what would a parent do to um, help a child understand 
that you know despite the fact that these people are have some kind of uh, fame or notoriety that the actions or words aren't appropriate so I think it's a great way to use those instances as examples of people who are human and make mistakes mm. Okay. And they get to use God's grace. God has given me so much grace. I can give a little bit to my fellow human beings. And so when people make mistakes or they bully, it's coming from that perspective of they're human and they make mistakes. What was going on in their life that day that made them lash out in pain and anger and frustration? I don't know. But when I come at it with that perspective, then I realize that it's okay to make mistakes and you clean them up. Okay. So you can use those examples, you know, in social media, on the news, in newspapers to say, hey, look, here's an example of somebody who needs more practice. <laughs> okay. Here's an example oh, of someone who needs yeah. grace. Well, that's great. You know, that's a great way to, I mean, kind of use it as a, a teaching moment or teaching experience to be able to to recognize that. Um, so now, when you know, so as far as personal value, we can kind of touch on that. Now, perspective. You mentioned, you know, that um, you know those who bully or bullied bully, you know, those who are um, hurt, hurt, um, how how um, do you, um, I guess, disarm someone who is exhibiting um, that um, kind of uh, reactive um, hurt that they may be trying to pass on? To either you or, or maybe to your child, you know, be it in school, that kind of thing. So the best way is to become a watcher of people, and I teach my kids and my my clients about this by going to the mall, and sitting at the mall and watching people and asking questions. What do you think that person is thinking? What do you think that person is thinking? Become a student of others. Watch people's faces when they talk. Watch, pe watch people's body language and how they move. Because there are, there are so many things that we say with our body language that we would never say with our mouth. Mm. And so because we get so wrapped up in our own life, we don't always pay attention to what's going on around us. And so I invite, you know, if your child's having troubles at school or whatever, or, you know, or is your child sitting alone and afraid, whatever that is, help them become a student of people. And if you want to prevent bullying, you find the person who has, you know, who is by themselves or withdrawn or, and you make them your friend. And you go talk to them and you sit with them at lunch and you spend time with them. There has ha recently, probably over about the last five years, suicides have started ha hitting all age groups and and nationalities and and everything. And the problem, you know, we just had a a lady who was she I think she was 17 years old. She had just her science club, but she had just won a scholarship to MIT. You know, what I mean, she was she was good looking. She was a cheerleader all of those things, she committed suicide. Why? Because of the negative voices in her head. Her body language would have shown it if people would have been looking for it. So in about, yeah. you know, and I don't know how deep you want me to go on this, but... No, when, no, when actually, about, go ahead and do that yeah. because, you know, that is, that is one okay. of those things that has troubled me deeply. Yeah. So in in whenever a question is asked, we come up our brain comes up with about 600 different things that we can say. Then our brain filters it down to about 150 
words that we're going to say. Because the other, right, 450 kind of get filtered out. And they show up in our body language. But we still fought them. And so by paying attention to body language, I know if somebody's angry, if somebody's upset, if somebody's beating themselves up, because it, it happens in their face and it happens in their body. And so become a student of learning those tells, those signals. Pay attention. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, that's, um, you know, the the frequency of, the increased frequency of suicide among teens um, in particular yeah. is, is really, um, to me, it, it's just, um, it, it's crazy. I, you know, when I think back to you know my teenage years, there were a lot of times I just, you know, did not want to be who I was, where I was, you know, for, yeah. you know, for a variety of reasons, but never entertained the idea of suicide. It just was not one of those right. things that, you know, came in to my head. Um, but it seems like, um, you know, since today's kids can um, see it and, and hear about it, you know, you know, wherever, whether it be in their school or the neighboring city, neighboring state, or wherever, or, or maybe their their uh, media, social media connections, that it's it's kind of right there. That it seems that um, that it becomes a a possibility or are one yeah. you know, thing that um, to consider. You know that that in the past wasn't so. Right, and it's. My daughter has been suicidal for many, many years. Thank goodness she's no longer suicidal. This book, there's a home study course as well, was designed specifically for that, to save lives, to improve lives. And what happens is when you are only talking to yourself, when the only voice you hear when you're all alone is your own and it's negative, it's a downward spiral, a quick downward spiral in many cases and if you don't reach outside and you don't connect to other people and you don't believe when they say I love you it's a pretty lonely desolate place if I don't think I'm lovable I don't believe you when you say you love me but if I can remember that I am loved that I am special that I am needed in this time and space then you reaffirm it by saying it to me if i don't believe those things i just think you're a liar hmm. yeah so i guess when it comes to for, for so for parents whose children you know are suicidal and actually i've got a, a someone i know a good friend whose son is i guess he's in his early 20s and has um contemplated it many times um yeah for when when someone is like that um is it is the way to um to shift that does it go back to that personal value and and self-worth and the importance of of building that up Yes, absolutely. So when I first started discovering my program, um, I remember the day very, very vividly. I was standing at the doorway of my classroom watching my students come in. And it was first period, and a student was coming down the hall, and we're going to call him Timmy. And another student said some pretty inappropriate things to him. Timmy came into my classroom and was devastated, absolutely devastated. Now, what the child said to me didn't seem that horrible, but to Timmy, it devastated him. So as we talked and we processed a little bit, I was like, you know, we, I wasn't sure how to help him. I did the best I could, told him that, no, you're not ugly. No, you know, you're smart. It, it's okay. You're going to be just fine. And, and, and I was like, you know, hopefully I helped him some. And I know I did because I spent the rest of the school year with him. But then later on that afternoon, another student was walking down to my classroom. We're going to call him Jacob. And another student said something to him that I thought was absolutely horrendous. 
then he comes into my classroom and he's not upset at all. And I'm like, hey, Jacob, you okay? He's like, yeah, that guy's just an idiot. And so that was the first time I saw what I thought was bullying and it didn't affect Jacob. And then I thought back to earlier in the day with Timmy and I thought, well, that wasn't really bullying, but Timmy was devastated. What was the difference? And so I started doing a lot of research and I started asking my students a lot of questions and I started paying attention to different things. And the one thing that showed up over and over and over again was the student who had decided they were valuable did not hold credence when others told them they weren't. It had no effect on them because they knew they were valuable. The students who didn't believe in themselves, anytime something was said, no matter how small, it would devastate them because they didn't have that foundation of belief and love and trust in themselves. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Um, yeah, I'll have to talk to my friend about this because, uh, you know, she has been um, just grappling with, you know, the whole um, you know, of trying, you know, to help him, help him, you know, her son. And, you know, and it's one of those things where um, for her, she too deals with, you know, some of the um uh, some of the you know self esteem or that value um issue the bully herself. between the ears that, uh, so I'm thinking that that might be um the the role model that he has seen that uh, maybe he is mm-hmm. you know kind of picked up on and is emulating that as well yeah absolutely i would suggest that you have her go to bullyproofingyoubook.com. And there is a whole home study course there that she can purchase for her and her son if she would like to. But she needs to start it herself so she can start modeling better behavior for her son. Yeah. Okay, so I recommend great. the program for both of them. Um, uh, you can get a copy of my book there. You can get the workbook. You can get videos that go along with it. It's a whole home study course there. Okay, great. Uh, so now, for for those listening, what what is it that you you hope that people are going to to take away um, from reading uh, from reading Bullyproofing You? I want them to learn how to develop a sense of worth within themselves. I want them to know that they are needed in this time and space because they're living in this time and space. You have a purpose. You have a mission. And I want to help you fulfill that purpose and mission. This world is made up of a fabric with many different colors and many different patterns. And if you end your pattern or your thread early, it alters the rest of the pattern. And so please, 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 there are all sorts of people out there that can help you. There are many, many people, you know, if you choose to work with me, I absolutely would love to. You've got to tame the bully between your ears so that you can live your best life possible. Yeah. So now I noticed on your website that you do speaking engagements. So um, can you tell us a little bit about... Um, how that works, you know, if there are teachers or um, people in the area of education who maybe want to, you know, get their students or, or um, you know, classes, um, you know, educated or, you know, in, in this particular topic, how, how do they go up? First of all, what, what, you know, what kind of programs do you offer, and then how would they go about making that happen? Okay, so um, we do quite a few different programs, and we do a program for businesses and corporations for HR, helping them create a respectful workplace, because like I said earlier, bullying's not just on the playground anymore. And then we also have a program where we go into schools and youth groups, colleges, universities, and help them learn how to tame the bully between their ears, because we have got to stop this tide of suicide that is is 
seems to me out of control. It's got to be stopped. When we go into a, a high school or an elementary or middle school, we do three trainings. We do an assembly for the students, we do a training for the staff, and then we do a training in the evening for the parents and the community. When I go into a business, I do a training for their staff, and then they get to pick a local high school or elementary school or middle school that we do a complimentary training for. And so if you're interested in bringing this program to wherever you may be, please get a hold of me, and that's geniesiscometh.com, or you can send me an email, genie at geniesiscometh.com. That's great. Well, I, I've liked your page on Facebook, so I'll be able to follow you there. So I'm looking forward to um, seeing your continued work, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Again, this is really an important topic, and, and it just seems yeah. to be, you know, particularly in that cyber environment, seems to be getting more and more prevalent, and, that, you know, the, we need to try and nip it in the bud as much as we can. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I agree. It, we can no longer pay the price of our loved ones, you know, taking their own lives. We just, we can't do that. They yeah, I, they need to be here with us. <laughs> I agree. I agree. There's, there's too much to contribute. Too much to contribute. Yes. You know, and, yes, and, and absolutely. So, well, thank you for your time, Jeannie. I really appreciate you sharing it with us. I've learned a lot, and, and I'm sure the listeners will have as well. So thank you again for your time. You bet. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's my pleasure. Again, everyone, today my very special guest has been Jeannie Sisko meth and we've been talking about her book and programs. The book is Bully Proofing You, Improving Confidence and Personal Value from the Inside Out. Um, again, you can find out more about her book, um, speaking engagements, blog, all kinds of things by visiting her website, which is com, and that's J-E-A-N-I-E. C-I-S-C-O-M-E-T-H dot com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Please let me know if there's anything that I can do for you. Please contact me at com. Have an absolutely fabulous day and bye for now.